We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome minutes a day. 65 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack a Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack a Day Podcast. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can always check us out at cheeseheadtv.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co hosts, Andrew Mertig and Maggie Loney. We're back for our second show this week and our very first Monday edition of the podcast. I think I have a pretty good vibe on how you guys are doing, but how are you, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm just thinking of all the the BS that was all over my timeline this whole off season and this whole <laughs> week and I'm smiling tonight. Like what an opening performance for this young team to go into a hostile environment and win 38 to 20. Just living on the border two of Wisconsin and Illinois like these are extra sweet. I am ready to go to work tomorrow, which is not something that I normally say on a Sunday night. <laughs> it's like, it's good to have football back. It's great to have the Packers kick off the season with a win. It's incredible to do that with a really good performance by Jordan Love on top of all of it. And like elite to have all of that while being the breaks off of the Bears. So yeah, it's it's a pretty good day. Pretty excited to be doing the podcast in this way. Versus what Kyle and I have traditionally done when we subbed on Mondays, which is after like a devastating playoff loss. <laughs> this is 100% true. It was not fair that that's our tradition here. But we're here to celebrate a victory, a win. The Packers went to Soldier Field. They took care of business on Sunday afternoon and earned Matt LaFleur his ninth consecutive victory against Chicago. He's now 9-0 and against the Bears, which is totally nuts if you would have said that when he was first hired. That would have just been a pipe dream. The Jordan Love era is also off to a great start. I don't know that you could have asked for a better week one for the first time starter. He finished 15 of 27 for 245 yards. And let's count them. 
one, two, three touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 123.3. So we're happy, right? You guys, all you listeners, you're happy. Your Monday is starting well, and we're here to walk you through this game on a fantastic Victory Monday. It'll be really exciting when Christian Watson is back and then him and Jordan Love can count their touchdowns together. Yes, yes. Yeah. Both both really setting that up as a future tradition. But um, yeah, in the Packers started the first half with a great defensive stop. They they stopped the Bears on third and fourth and one, which turned the ball over. And then, of course, Jordan Love takes the Packers down on an 11 play, 40 yard touchdown drive, a big third down conversion to Romeo Dobbs a third down run from Aaron Jones, and then the touchdown on a third down to Dobbs as well. So a lot of good conversions going on there. Yeah, you absolutely love that the defense came out and made a stand and won in the trenches early. But it was also great to not only see Love convert those two plays to Dobbs, but to do it in high pressure third down moments, right? These were not third and shorts. We're talking third and 13 and third and eight. So uh, those were big plays, and it was really fun to see Love playing with confidence really, really early in this football game. Yeah, and I mean, this is one of those things that we talked about on the show, right? Like, you couldn't have scripted the opening series better on either side of the ball. The Packers win the toss, they defer, send their defense out there, and their defense comes out and gets a key stop immediately, gives their young quarterback a really nice field position for his first drive, and he's able to capitalize for six points. You know, it felt like the perfect kind of settle in drive for both the offense and the defense and it gave the Packers of course the lead that they never lost yeah and so the Bears actually did respond back they go on a 38 yard drive which led to a field goal the Packers do have to punt on their next possession and then you get another Bears field goal on a 52 yard drive and then the game goes punt 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 before the Packers go 22 <laughs> yards in a minute 12, that led to a booming Anders Carlson field goal, which I'm sure gave him a lot of confidence as the half ran, ran out. Some really weird time management at the end of the first half by Matt LaFleur and company, um, but overall they do end up getting three out of it. And Matt LaFleur did talk about that in his post-game conf- uh, press conference that he needs to do a better job getting the play calls in and that Jordan needs to do a better job of getting them lined up and ready to go. He felt like we did lose an opportunity there, but it really was fun to see that play out with Anders Carlson getting a shot, right? A couple weeks ago, we mentioned that Carlson could really be an X factor in a good way and a bad way all season. He could miss some chip shots that have you kind of scratching your head. I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to have those mistakes, but the ability to hit the long kick, right? Like this 52 yarder in this one, with ease because he has the big leg, it's also a big deal. So it was fun to see that play out and be a benefit for the Packers in this game. But as nice as it was to have the lead going into half, the offense didn't really feel like it it had found its rhythm yet, right? And the Packers really hadn't featured or built their offense around Aaron Jones the way that maybe you would expect to be the case, especially with a young first-time starting quarterback. Uh, He had something like five touches earlier in the game, but LaFleur mentioned that they kept getting kind of off track of what they wanted to do and that impacted Jones's involvement in the first half but of course that did change mightily going into that second half 
Absolutely. And so to kick off the second half, the Packers got the ball first and then decided to absolutely ride Aaron Jones down the field. The key play was the 51-yard catch on that throwback play with a ton of lead blockers out in front. And you could see the receivers really working hard downfield in addition to that convoy of offensive linemen. The Bears get the ball back after the Jones touchdown run and immediately go three and out. And then the Packers score a touchdown on a 42-yard four-play drive with a 35-yard touchdown catch to Aaron Jones on fourth down. But he does come out apparently with a what looks to be a hamstring injury. I think we'll know more. Uh, probably listeners will know a little bit more in the morning, but certainly as the week goes on. The Packers' defense then forces a Justin Fields fumble on the ensuing drive, but then go three and out. And on the next drive, they give the Bears good field position with a face max penalty several Packers penalties and Rudy Ford getting absolutely trucked followed by the second 15 yarder of this particular drive led to a Darnell Mooney touchdown reception and then a Khalil Herbert two point conversion. Yeah. Kind of just quickly touching back on that Aaron Jones 51 yard pickup. Apparently it was the second longest reception of his career. So behind only a 67 yarder against the chiefs in 2019. So a really long run for him after four seasons. Um, it was just nice to see the rookies getting involved too, right? Like defensive lineman Carl Brooks, a sixth-round pick in this year's draft, snagged his first sack of his career in the second half. Reed finished the day. He had two receptions for 48 yards. Just, I think, some really notable performances from these young guys who we knew were going to be seeing some significant playing time early in the season. Yeah, and I think this was a really kind of a fulcrum uh, point with the game and the balance. Uh, and and we know you start to get apprehensive as a fan, seeing the Bears kind of get their way back into this this game a little bit. But the Packers take the kickoff after the touchdown, and then the Bears give them a 15-yard face mask penalty. Uh, and on third and three, uh, after uh, Dontavian Wicks gets a false start, Jaden Reed ends up getting a huge conversion. Love botches the snap, but it turns into that really weird play where Luke Musgrave <laughs> is absolutely wide open, uh, tries to backpedal, uh, trips apparently, according to the postgame press conference, maybe had a little cramp there, um, but that does leave to a Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs uh, touchdown on a fade route that was just absolutely beautiful. So Romeo's second touchdown of the game. And then Fields on third down throws a pick to Quay Walker, who turns into prime Marshawn Lynch <laughs> and runs it back for a touchdown. Uh, after that, not a lot to talk about of note. It was kind of garbage time, but Quay does end up going to the locker room. Jaden Reed goes off with what looked like a devastating knee injury, uh, but was reported as cramps. Ends up back in the game at the end um, on the onside kick. Uh, there was a late Roshan Johnson touchdown, but nothing that really had any impact on this game. Yeah, lots of fun there. Uh, like Maggie said, really, really fun to see all these young players getting involved. Just fun to watch them play. Like we've been talking about them all summer since they were drafted. Really cool to see them making an impact in such a big game early on in the season. But let's talk about those impact players a little bit more. Let's talk about who are the key players of this game. Obviously, we came in. We wanted to win. We wanted to beat Chicago. Big storylines, obviously, entering this game. But who are the people who helped it happen? Hello friends, as many of you know, a few years back the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, 
and of course they were gone. Goodbye game six of the NBA finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used game time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using game time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the game time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We made it. It's officially football season, which means it's the best time of the year, but also it means that I'm going to be really freaking busy. If you're like me and your busy fall season is already in full swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Factor lets you level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Personally, I'm trying to eat healthier, so their calorie-conscious options are perfect for my meal plan. They have delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Best of all, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered directly to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash packaday50 and use code packaday50 to get 50% off. That's code packaday50 at factormeals.com slash packaday50 to get 50% off. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also, keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. 
Yeah, so I can't believe I got to the dock last. <laughs> you guys left me Jordan Love. I was like, all right, cool. This is easy. <laughs> but yeah, in just a beyond hostile environment, historic rival, division opponent, young receivers, missing his arguable wide receiver one in Christian Watson. You said his stats already, Kyle, right? 123 passer rating, 15 of 27, 245 yards, three touchdowns. We knew that there would be growing pains for the offense, and we saw some of that, right? Like, we expected some of those drops from the receivers. We expected some errant throws from Jordan. We even thought, you know, maybe he'd have a pick or two. But he hung in there like a true game manager, and he never looked phased by anything. And it was just, you know, the the perfect debut as the face of the franchise. You're taking over for the Packers. It's a team that's had two quarterbacks in the last 30 years. You go in there against the Bears, and you put on that kind of performance at Soldier Field. It was just, he was absolutely the key player of the game. It is really hard to argue with that. And like, <laughs> so fun to watch it happen. I think that's kind of been what's been in our dreams the last couple of weeks is that Jordan would come out and just kind of take the torch from Aaron Rodgers and just continue to beat on the Bears. And that's exactly what we saw happen this Sunday afternoon. But I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs here. And obviously, there are a couple different ways we could go with this. Um, I think Quay Walker is a player that we're not going to give a shout out to here. But his play was phenomenal. A lot of fun to watch that. I thought about him. But Dobbs finished the day with two touchdowns and a couple of big-time conversions in a game where his hamstring absolutely wasn't 100%. And his team needed him, right? They couldn't be without Dobbs and Watson at the same time. So they needed him to make a big impact, and he did it in limited snaps, and he carried his team to two touchdowns. And I feel like that has to be mentioned here as a super big impact in this win that the Packers were able to walk out of Chicago with. So kind of the funny thing about us doing key matchups, the next factors for the Friday show and now having the game review is we almost have to hold ourselves accountable. And I will say the key players we picked, Maggie's X factor was Jordan Love. Just picked Jordan Love as the key player. Played magnificently, right? So like mm -hmm. spot on, pat yourself on the back for that one. Kyle has Romeo Dobbs as his player of the game, but had picked Jaden Reed as his X factor. And I would say if you took the touchdown, like if you weren't just factoring in the two huge touchdowns Dobbs had, I would say Jaden Reed was as big, if not a bigger factor in this game. Um, and mine is going to be Aaron Jones, and there's nothing I like more. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I would call it my favorite pastime of patting myself on the back. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, when they used him, he was clearly the best player in the game. They Then they just didn't use him for a while, and the Bears got back into the game. And then they force-fed Aaron Jones the ball in the early second half, and they blew it wide open. And so hopefully Aaron Jones is good to go next week because I predicted that if he is healthy he is a serious offensive player of the year candidate and he got off to a great start despite a lack of usage and an early exit like imagine the game Aaron Jones has if he is utilized properly all four quarters yeah uh, we're going to talk about some other stuff here but I did want to mention like Aaron Jones like is a player that like I think when maybe it was the Buccaneers game uh, in the NFC Championship a couple years ago, there was a play that he didn't really get to the top speed that a lot of people thought that he could have. And he got a lot of flack for that because he could have scored on the play. I felt like it was really cool to see him running up that sideline and running away from a lot of players. I felt like he looked fast. 
He looked spry and ready to go. So I think there's a lot of reason to have optimism about how big of a factor Aaron Jones can be this entire season. And that's really exciting for this team who's going to lean on their runner when they have a young quarterback. But uh, let's talk about the key plays of this game, you guys. What were the tipping points? Maybe they were early. Maybe they were late. But what were the, the plays that stuck out to you as where the Packers really walked away with this one? Yeah, I thought in the early third quarter, right after the opening touchdown drive, the Bears get the ball back. They need a response. You're you're trying to see what Justin Fields is going to bring. And on first down, they ran a play-action naked boot. Devontae Wyatt read it perfectly and was able to get Fields for an 11-yard loss on the sack. It completely ruined the drive. It seemed to completely sap all of the motivation that the Bears would ever be able to get out of it. And it was like it's second and 21, and it was almost like Luke Getze was just giving up, right? That drive, not not the game. I'm, I'm saying, like, we don't think we can get 21 yards in two plays as the Chicago Bears. And that is something that I don't think they ever really recovered from. Uh, it led to a, a very quick three and out and then a nice punt return by Jaden Reed that set the Packers up for the eventual Aaron Jones touchdown catch. So I thought that was a really, really big one and not only a big play in the game, but also set the mentality. Mm. Yeah, so the the selection here for me is early on in the game. So it's kind of weird that this, you know, you usually think maybe plays that kind of close out the game. Um, so it wasn't one that sealed the win, but I really felt like the Lucas Van Ness sack in the first half was huge. I felt like momentum was kind of starting to swing towards Chicago at that point. It felt like a drive that was kind of going to end in a touchdown at the rate that they were moving the ball, but the sack forced them to kind of settle for that field goal. And to that point, Fields was shaking Packers defenders right and left. And it kind of felt like he was kind of the, the one they couldn't figure out, right? They didn't know what to do with him. But the Van Nessack showed off his athleticism, his burst, and his ability to finish and get in there for that sack. And I think it probably saved the Packers four points in a critical point in the game. Yeah, my play, I don't really know if it, like, it didn't seal anything. It wasn't, you know, probably even the play of the game. But I thought the 37-yard Luke Musgrave reception in the fourth quarter was really a confidence builder and kind of a game sealer. You know, Pax, what she said, Perry and I talked about Sam Laporta and the debut that he had for Detroit on Thursday Night Football. And it kind of felt like the standard for a rookie tight end. Like, he had five receptions for 39 yards and two first downs. So it was, like, nothing groundbreaking or earth-shattering, but it was a solid NFL debut for a rookie tight end and we said like if Musgrave can put up those kind of numbers it'll go a long way towards his development and acclimation into this offense so of course Musgrave goes out there he has three receptions for 50 yards and it's nothing electric but it was a good confidence building kind of game and you could see the kind of weapon that he can be in this offense so you know he's going to be a major factor for the Packers long term in their offensive plans so it's nice to see him get that huge chunk play huge pickup even if it happened when the game was kind of largely out of hand already. Also, just really quickly, we talked about it a little bit, but we've been calling Anders Carlson one of our X-Factors for the entire offseason, questioning whether a rookie kicker was going to be the move for the Packers, if they should call Mason Crosby. We talked about other free agent kickers on the market. So his 52-yard field goal truly was one of the, play, one of the plays of the game. You know, uh -huh. it was such a momentum-swinging moment for the Packers to go up at the half and just ensure that they had that 10-6 lead. So he drilled that thing for all the the wide rights and the kind of the the weird kind of short kicks that he missed early in his uh, off season to go out there. That thing would have been good from 60. Like that uh -huh. was just a booming kick. And I think that was a huge moment for the Packers. 
Yeah, what I, I like is the key moments for the game leave so much to build upon going forward. I talked about Devontae Wyatt. Of course, Kyle talking about Lucas Van Ness. Maggie talking about Luke Musgrave and Anders Carlson. Like, these are really young players, first and second year players, making huge impacts in a game that we thought, you know, maybe was going to be a coin toss. Maybe the Bears had the advantage at home, and they just went out there and whooped them. Uh-huh. And, yeah, the veterans played really, really well. That is a fact. But I, I think a lot of the splashy plays, a lot of the impact plays were made by young guys. And so I'm really, really fascinated to see how they move forward. I'm so fascinated to see how Luke Musgrave performs when Christian Watson is on the field because teams are going to have so many problems when Watson takes the safety off of the coverage and then Musgrave comes in behind him. Uh, I I think there's a lot to really, really like. Um, And so exciting day. What a wonderful way to kick the season off. You get nervous about divisional matchups in week one, but when you uh, perform this way, it really makes you uh, excited about what we're going to see for the rest of the season. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney. And make sure you check out Pax, what she said. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe to the podcast and Give us a five-star review if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Monday. And we'll be back next week with a breakdown of the Packers' Week 2 game against the Atlanta Falcons. Please make sure you check out the rest of the Pack-A-Day team's coverage of the uh, you know upcoming matchup with the Atlanta Falcons. So breaking down this one early in the week and then, of course, getting us ready for that really exciting Falcons matchup. Um, and check out our sponsor prize picks as well. Made me a little bit of money today. So uh, kudos to you. And use that promo code Packaday. Uh, thanks for listening. And as always, remember. Go, hey, go.